What's up, guys? Welcome to our third podcast, the new Hoyas of 2019. Look at all those coasters. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about the new roller coasters and the new rides of this next season. Um, we're, we have one coming to our home park. Um, it's the Kaleidoscape from Meow Wolf. And then Six Flags and Cedar Fair and a whole bunch of other places has a whole bunch of new ones, new cool ones coming to town. So um, let's let's get started. Let's talk about our let's talk about our Meow Wolf ride. So they basically killed the Boofesser. They killed him and tore him down. And they Boofesser. 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 <laughs> they all killed him. They did. They did. They all died. And. Uh, Ghostbusters closed last season forever and is being transformed into this trippy interactive Meow Wolf live game. Live art exhibit. Live art exhibit. A lot of people, if you didn't know, um, Meow Wolf is opening a new um, a new museum here in town and it's going to be actually in the old location of our uh, HR building which is kind of ironic that they got our HR building and they're building a new ride in the park. And I don't know, it might have been a deal they worked out and something, but <laughs> it looks like it looks like Denver's, you know, getting a cool, crazy art place. It's been successful in, I think, in uh, New Mexico and all these other places. So what do you guys think about this ride? Like, I don't know. I Well, Elitches is really trying to... You know, get something new to keep people in the next, you know, the next, you know, the next few seasons that they're going to be here. And that's going to be hard because they're obviously they're city locked. They really don't have much room to expand and they're technically losing land in the next few years, if anything. And so they're they're thinking, you know, maybe, you know, we get this cool exhibit. It's going to be, you know. The you know it'll br- drive in all these people and it kind of seems like you know Meow Wolf is using this as their their gateway into Denver is like they're gonna open this ride here first and then you're gonna come to our museum afterwards and check that out and I kind of only think it's for them and Elitches is kind of getting used because I don't know after this season. Nobody's going to give a fuck about Kaleidoscape. It's going to be like Ghostbusters. It's going to be the ride that everyone goes to when everything's closed because lightning's within 10 miles. Like, what do you guys think? What do you think of Deja? Well, I can't say too much about it, but I do know that there are a lot of renovations going down with the whole building. And, um, you know, I don't... I don't know what the rewritability is going to be. I think that it's definitely going to be fun to do once, maybe even, you know, three, four, or five times. But I agree that, in my opinion, it looks like something that could get old just as fast as Ghost Blasters, if not potentially faster. And, you know, I I completely agree on that one. You know, the rewritability is something that's insanely, vi- you know, vital. vital to a park. Like, you you need something that's rewritability because that drives people in and keeps people coming in. Like, 
I, I loved Ghost Blasters when it opened. I remember going there as a, a 12-year-old kid with my friend, and he got all pissed off because I hit all the targets. But you know what? You know, it, it was a fun ride while it lasted. But um, you know what? It's, it is it is a cool, you know, revamp of it. They could have maybe done Ghost Blasters just in the 21st century instead of just a point-and-shoot ride. They could have made it more of, like, an interactive ride. But, um, Brett, what did you want to say about this? Well, I think that as far as the deal goes, it's not much of a sacrifice because Ghost Blasters, the the lasers don't really work, and it, it's kind of a sucky ride. Uh, at the same time, for whatever value it does have, um, art ride is not sexy. Ghost Blasters at least sounds a little sexy. At least you can tell your kids we're going to do this and they'll be excited for a few minutes. You tell them about a you tell them about an art ride. Um, this is going to have value for about 3 months and then it's they're they're going to be trying to get rid of the whole ride because they can't sustain it because it's going to be so unpopular they're going to they're, they're going to wish it was empty space more than what it is or what it's going to be more like just like an eyesore like you know an eyesore to people i get it you know oh yeah let's go on the art ride you know i get i you know i, I get i get that kind of sounds kind of different but you know what <laughs> oh i Ghost Blasters, you know, I, you know, it does see, it, it, it blended in with Elitch's more or less, the Ghost Blasters ride, you know, everyone, everyone went there and went on that little dark ride, and I remember when it opened, but yeah, definitely. <laughs> Let's talk to Ben. What, do, what does, uh, what does Ben have to say? So I agree with uh, Deja and Brett and you that the rideability is not going to be there, but. Uh, the parents are going to be like, oh, want to go out past Katyland to go ride other bigger rides. And the kids are like, well, I want to go back to Katyland. Let's go back to Katyland. And they'll all go back down to Kaleidoscope and ride that. So that's going to be the one reason why it's busy. That, and you know, the re, and like I said, the rewritability is so vital, so vital. And every, everybody in Denver has ridden every single ride at Elitch's, at least in the past, at least, you know, all the coasters, like maybe Brain Drain and um, Starfly are new to some, but like everyone's been on Twister, everyone's been on Half Pipe, Mind Race, Boomerang, Sidewinder, you can list them all. All in a really quick minute, but I think Elitch's could use a freaking roller coaster. Like, regardless of anything, if it was even if it, if it was a new thing, it would be a roller coaster. It would probably be like a Skyrocket, which is the Tigris roller coaster that's coming to Bush Gardens this season, and that you know that that could definitely fit in where the old flying coaster used to be, or. They could take out. Um, they could even put. They could even put a ra an RMC Raptor and take out um, all of the abandoned buildings in the back and um, take out Shipwreck Falls. And I say Shipwreck Falls, not Shipwreck Falls, because the water turns to shit at the end of the season. And it smells raunchy. But like, you can do that. You can take all that out, and build something really awesome there that people would be like, "Holy crap!" Nobody in this region has uh, an RMC Raptor, <laughs> but. Um, 
And nobody in this region has the weather to ride Shipwreck Falls when they want to. Yeah, Shipwreck Falls. Like, why would you have two seasonal attractions in the big park? Whoa, 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 sir. We keep Shipwreck Falls open year-round, okay? Okay. You have those crazy kids. You have the crazy kids coming in that complain to Lori that Shipwreck Falls is closed when it's 42 degrees, and then they get complaints that their kid got freaking asthma or pneumonia from from the ride. Like, I don't know. People are crazy. People are crazy here. Colorado, (laughs) man. Colorado. I've driven by Illiches. I remember driving by last year and it was like 34 degrees and they were still, you guys were still running the rides. I saw I saw Dragon Wing going up. I think I saw sl- uh, Slingshot flying up. It's like, how, holy crap, how are they still running rides right now? I remember that day. I was on Colorado <laughs> training somebody and my hand pretty much froze and I went back to the uh, employee area and then I got a migraine, so I was like, hey, boss, I'm going home now. Migraine. Migraine. (laughs) So I would have got a migraine, too. extreme dehydration, honestly. That, I don't know. I remember operating the boomerang in the freaking cold and the snow, and I don't know. That was terrible. I can't. And it wasn't even that cold. Like, it was just snowing like crazy. But (laughs) it was crazy. But... You know, let's get you know, let's get talking about some of the some of the new roller coasters we're talking about. Um, first one to talk about is uh, West Coast Racers. That one is coming to Magic Mountain next season, and that one I'm probably it's probably on my top like three most excited for. I don't know if I'm gonna be, I don't know how many of these new guys I'm gonna ride, but this one um, it's a quadruple launching coaster, a racing coaster that. Um, is opening where in the back of the park where it's been kind of been a coaster desert as you could say um for many years since they removed deja vu nobody really cares about apocalypse back there and so they needed something really awesome and now they got something awesome and this roller coaster looks pretty freaking awesome like there's i think it's the world's first quadruple launching coaster like nowhere else can you ride anything that launches you four times? Like, that's my favorite element in a coaster is a la- nice launch. And you start on one side, you do the whole course next to another car full of people, and you go through the whole course and race around them, and when you come around, you're, you're on the other side of the track. And now the people who just loaded onto the next train, they're next to you, to your um, left or your right side and now you're racing them and then when he comes back you just come back to the station so a lot of people I read in the comments they've uh, they've talked about how, like the similarities to Twisted Colossus and oh, it's just a, a different you know Twisted Colossus I see both of you shaking your heads why are you shaking your head Deja Twisted Colossus is much more like your classic coaster it is not a launch coaster and if you've ever ridden a launch coaster then you know that it's different than riding a coaster with a lift the dynamics are different the speed is different the entire coaster experience is different so how can you say that it's just the same ride being made again that's like saying twister is the same ride as sidewinder because they're both 
low down seats. <laughs> with a lap bar. With a lap bar. Or, never mind. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 has, uh, shoulder restraints. Oh, I know people who call the Sidewinder both boomerang. Boomerang is the Sidewinder and the Twister. Like, oh yeah, the Sidewinder, the wooden one in the back. I'm like, no. It's like, oh, the Minerys are the same one as the Boomerang. I'm like, no. No. <laughs> but. Honestly, my biggest problem with coasters in general is that they're short. Right. I want an experience. Like, a real experience. If you could give me a coaster that lasted 10 to 15 minutes, that would would be awesome. I don't know if you would be able to survive that. (laughs) Well, that's the coaster I want. So, four launches sounds like a longer coaster at higher speeds. And that sounds good to me. Yeah, um, that, this coaster, you know, I definitely would recommend both that and Twisted Colossus uh, West Coast Racers because they are that type of ride. Like, they are, you know, you race on both sides. Like, you go through the whole track twice. It's it's about, I think the Twisted Colossus is like four minutes long. It's a pretty long coaster. Like, I love, I love that. That's one of my favorite rides. But it's about that duration. It's the duration. And the best experience on Twisted Colossus is when you race another train. But it's only up to the ride operators to get that to happen. Because if you because they're not timed. And the other side, the left side will slow down. And it'll, it'll try and, you know, catch up. But it doesn't sometimes catch up if it is dispatched late. And we even tried um, to get, you know, half of it. We had a group of nine, and we tried to get half of our friends on one train and then the other on another. And our uh, the first train left, and they went out through the course, and then someone had to fondle with their freaking purse, try to get it on the ride. And they had a problem with the restraint getting it back open, and it took forever. And by the time... That we were locked and loaded. The other, the other side had come back all the way to the station. So it had gone around twice. I, I think you were on. Were you on my oh, side? No, I was on the first one, and I watched you guys <laughs> like leave. It You're like, oh, we're dead. Oh, it's uh, it's over. Yeah, I hate that. That was that sucked. Man, people freaking don't take your bags on the ride. What the hell's wrong with you? Like, I know if it's your phone, but your god dang bag, like, come on. Like, if you lose that, you're shit out of luck. Like, that's your purse, your wallet, your life right there. Like, everything. (laughs) But no, Ben, what do you think about this ride? I mean, I feel like it's going to be like uh, Twisted Colossus and the uh, um, dispatch time. Because if they don't... If the ride operators don't get their stuff together, then they're not going to race all the time, and then people are going to get pissed and be like, why aren't we racing all the time? Well, I think I think with this ride, the dynamics of it is the other side will wait for the, the dispatch. I think that's how they're doing it, because, the, I mean, obviously a, a launch system can be controlled more than a lift system, because that's less, less sensors, more of just... I don't know, holding yeah, more say. But um, I'm pretty sure that's how it's going to be run. I don't know. We'll, we'll see when it opens. We'll see if it has downtimes because I think it's Mac who opens, who's, who, who's opening this guy. Um, I don't know. They've 
I've, I don't know much about their reliability because we don't have very many of those around here. So it's going to be interesting to see how they are. And then there, there's a controversy um, going on right now with the over-the-shoulders versus the lap bars. And the original, um, the original sketch and video... It shows over-the-shoulder soft restraints, but then another drawing showed lap bars. So what do you guys prefer, lap bars or over-the-shoulders on this one? Well, I think personally I would prefer the soft over-the-shoulder for this one. I don't usually like lap bars as much as the soft over-the-shoulder. I wouldn't want a hard over-the-shoulder, though, because it's too fast. You'd get jarred around... It would be unpleasant. Oh, hundred percent. And you know, Maverick, uh, Cedar Point. I don't think any of you guys have been on that one. Um, I didn't ride it with the hard restraints. The first time I rode it, they actually just converted them. And the soft restraints, you know, you don't feel anything really. You can put your hands up, and it, and uh, the soft restraints on the boomerang at um, Hershey Park called the Sidewinder. That one, I love that one just because you can put your hands up. It doesn't hurt. Like, boomerang hurts your head if you're not riding right, or even if you try to move your hands. If you're a big guy, it hurts your shoulders, man. Hell, yeah, that hurts my shoulders, man. If you're tall, fat, regardless, man. <laughs> if you got boobs. You got big old boobies, it's going to hurt. <laughs> boobs are the worst. <laughs> Coming from a man. Coming from a man. Just don't let Bill check their restraint. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. So Bad idea. Okay, well, uh... So, Trey, I have a question. Are lap bars actually less safe than over-the-shoulder restraints? No, I say no because the whole point of a restraint is just to keep you in. And over the shoulders, more or less, just keep you in over on the the shoulders. The the torso side is what you're being locked in. Your torso, and then by your torso being locked in, your whole body can't physically come out of your seat unless you seriously, seriously try. Or most most of the times, you're not going to be able to get out. But a lap bar, I think, are more safe, especially on these RMC coasters, because they hug you, they hug your thighs, and they get you down at your. Um, your um, ankles so you can't physically get pulled out because your feet will be locking you in as well as your thighs so you're in pretty well and i think lap bars are more more reliable except the older lap bars like the ones that are on twister those are probably less safe just because a lot of the times they don't even come down on the people who are barely 48 inches or if they're really skinny, because that 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 causes a problem. And then or if, if you have two different sizes of person, yeah. And if like for me, I I'm a little bit bigger of a guy. Like that restraint would go into my gut, and like you hit those back brakes on Twister, and it's like, oh my god, oh, R.I.P. my death. Oh, oh man. So oh. Based on based on that, I have a couple things to say. One of which is that over the shoulder restraints are horribly uncomfortable. Another of which is that that feeling of floating that you get from a lap restraint is part of what people are looking for when they ride a roller coaster. Um, I mean, I, you know, even if it is more unsafe, that's why you ride a coaster is to feel like you're floating sometimes. And so the third thing that I would then say is that if they really want a, a really safe uh, seat 
then they need to forget the over-the-shoulder stuff that they're doing right now, and they need to move to a five-point harness or something. They need to completely redesign the way they hold people into a seat, because what they're doing right now is not working. Well, Brett, um, the soft restraints are much more like a five-point harness in that they're soft and they sit up against your body. Wow. Okay. They hold you in um, just as well. And if you're thinking about accessibility, our friends without lower extremities have more ability to ride on a ride that has shoulder restraints than just a lap bar because the lap bar is holding you in by your lower extremities. So the soft lap, uh, the soft shoulder restraint is kind of a way to give you the best of both worlds. That sounds good. What do you think, Ben? What do you think about uh, over the shoulders versus the lap bars on this one? Well, uh, if you do the airtime hills right on a coaster that has uh, lap bar restraints, you're definitely going to get airtime, and it's going to be the best thing ever. Unlike Twister, where... You just go around and it's just painful the whole time, just because of those lap bars. Oh, absolutely. And you know what? That access, you know, the accessibility stuff, definitely is, you know, something that would be a problem with because you know, I I, I believe at Elitch's, um, you can ride most of the, or at least two of the um, over-the-shoulder sit-down coasters. The only two, basically, other than half pipe, which is more or less inverted because your feet are hanging down. But Sidewinder and Boomerang, you can ride as long as you have at most one full leg and then I believe at least one full leg to your knee. Is that what those are? And then I haven't recently re- reviewed the SOP, but I do think that that is the requirement. Yeah. On, on Boomerang or Sidewinder? Uh, boomerang is one arm, one leg, or two arm, two elbows, and two knees. See, on these, see, on the, on these coasters, I think it's at least one leg, at least to the ankle, I think. I don't remember. It's been so long since I've worked there. But, like, Steel Vengeance, I believe you have to have two full extremities, like, on your legs. Like, I think you can ride at least with one, you know, without one missing missing, missing one hand. Uh, I don't know exactly, but um, I believe that's what it is on the Steel Vengeance because the whole point of the lap bar on the RMC coasters that it gets you in at your lap, on your thighs, and then also at your ankles so your feet don't come out. So you have to have, mo- I believe, both of your feet. But, yeah, so that we'll, 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 we'll talk more about some of that stuff later, but let's talk about, you know, some of these other new coasters. So the next coaster I want to talk about actually... Um, killed one of my childhood like dream coasters and when I rode it I was so happy but I was so sad that it wasn't racing um, it's the new Harry Potter theme. it's a new Harry Potter coaster the Forbidden Forest coaster that's coming to Universal's Island of Adventure and this ride looks really cool because it's a I believe a multi-launch coaster with uh, Hagrid through the Forbidden Forest, and it's 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 an awesome, heavily themed ride that they've been working on for the past few years. But um, 
I was actually pretty sad when uh, they were they said, oh, we're sacrificing dueling dragons for that one. You're going to hate me, Trey, but I actually rode that one while they were doing, dueling. I was on the red one. Really? Yeah, right when the uh, they come up and go around, the it feels it almost feels like you're going to hit other people's feet on that thing. It's wicked. Ah. Awesome. Yeah, we wrote it literally the last season is operated. Like they had I guess now we're in the, you know, late 2010s like people can't ride roller coasters without their goddamn cell phones or their keys in their pockets and they were having problems with people losing stuff and actually hitting people on the ride with it. So they had to stop dueling and because of that, it they implemented a ser- a severe Loose article policy to where absolutely nothing can go on with you. Like they even light, they even uh, metal detected you before then. Like I tried to sneak my phone in line just so I didn't have to stare at the wall for an hour. But like <laughs> they caught me and they're like, no, you got to put your phone in the locker or, or give it to a non-rider. And I'm like, crap. So I had to go all the way around, go back and put my give it to my grandpa. But we rode it twice. We rode both sides. I actually love the blue or the red side more. Did you like the red or the blue? No, I like the blue. The blue is fine. I only like? uh, honestly just rode the red because I was out with my other family, and they're like, "No, we already rode that one. It's time to go." I was like, "But there's a whole another roller coaster." There are two there. credits right there. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Oh man, I'm so sad. But this forbidden coaster, this forbidden journey coaster, looks pretty cool. I mean, even if it's you know. Not a crazy, tall, big, inverted coaster. It's still something, you know, to look forward to, at least for Universal. And I remember, you know, the um, this coaster was, or um, the Dragon Challenge, or Dueling Dragons, um, is what it was formerly known as, um, was one of the iconic landmark, you know, flagship attractions it had when it opened. And when it opened, both both sides had just long, 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 long lines. Like you couldn't go to there and you couldn't ride that. You couldn't ride both sides and not wait three hours, three or four hours in total. <laughs> but they have to, you know, they obviously have to outdo themselves. Like you know, volcano closing. They're, you know, King's Dominion's gonna obviously have to try and outdo themselves on that one, which is gonna take a couple years, but. Hopefully this coaster's all, you know, all talk, all the stuff uh, that it's supposed to be. You know, Harry Potter land, or the Harry Potter verse that they have over there is really unique, really unique and really cool. But um, the next coaster I want to talk about, um, the Copperhead Strike. Have you guys, have you guys seen this one? It's the launched coaster that's coming to uh, Carowinds next season, and it's it's pretty cool. It starts off with like a barrel roll, and then it goes up into a launch, and you do a couple loops, and then you do another launch into the rest of the course, which is pretty awesome. And they've actually, I think they've almost, I think it's like ninety percent completed because they've they've done all the construction and the at least coaster and all the testing, and I think most of the theming is done with it but it looks pretty awesome like i don't know what do you guys think of this 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 is one ride that i i really want to ride this season like it's it's so cool and carowinds has such a cool line of coasters and such a cool just skyline i've seen pictures of i've I've actually never been here but you know what do you think deja what do you you're watching this live right now what do you think of this (laughs) 
Looks good to it, me. It looks pretty awesome. Um, it's definitely not my favorite new coaster of the year, but it definitely is not my least favorite new coaster of the year. It looks really cool, though. It looks like a good replacement for Twister, honestly. Everything yeah. would be a good replacement for Twister. <laughs> it kind of does what Twister does. You know? Yeah, it, it goes. Somewhat. I, yeah, kind of. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't launch. I mean, Twister doesn't launch, but what do you think, Ben? <laughs> oh, I mean, has anybody done the uh, barrel roll right out of the before? There is like Hydra at... Is it Hydra? Yeah, Hydra, I think... What is it? I think that's at Dorney Park. It goes... It's a B&M floorless coaster um, that it starts um, right out of the station. A barrel roll. I don't actually like Hydra, though, but that barrel roll is pretty unique because um, it's... You get some hang time. Like, you don't get very much hang time on in, on uh, B&M's but that one's pretty freaking cool I think that's one of my top I, th- I think it's my second the second one I'm excited or the third the the my second I would probably say would be the next one would be the Yukon Striker at Canada's Wonderland this one this one is going to top Cedar Point's um, Val Raven coming in at I believe it is 145 feet and or 100 245 feet and it's the it's the biggest dive coaster just ever built like this ride looks freaking amazing like Val Raven like that train is a tank so when it drops like you get pushed to the back of this and you're like whoa my god it's amazing like, you guys have to ride that one but this one I think uh, me and another guy that's gonna be joining us in our podcast here soon are gonna be hit be hitting this right up in a couple of uh, a couple of months but um, yeah, what do you guys think, Ben? What do you think about this dive coaster? <laughs> I mean, I've been on uh, Cannibal at Lagoon Park. Um, that is a whole other story. But that dive, that drop, ooh, it was awesome. I'm oh. so waiting for this ne- that coaster. Something to top that coaster. Yeah. I can't wait to go ride that one. I that. I, I definitely am going to be making a trip down to Lagoon Park sometime Do soon. Do not drive. Like, <laughs> bring Pringles with you, because those things are the devil. <laughs> Deja, what do you think of this ride? Yes, I think Pringles are the devil as well. Yes. Just kidding. Um, oh, you the, the Yukon Striker looks pretty amazing. That is definitely one that I am excited for. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it with you guys this year or if it's going to be on another year, but that is definitely a ride that I would want to ride. Heck yeah, that is definitely something. But yeah, what do you have to say about this one, Ben? What do you think? Are you excited? Are you going to come with us to Canada? Yeah, I am going to go with you to Canada, man. I just need to get my uh, passport first. I need my passport too, dude. (laughs) Man, I know. One park we should not go to is, uh, what is it called? I forget. It's the Six Flags Park over there. Darien Lake? No. It's like, I don't know. But, yeah, I'm excited to go. 
<laughs> Anyways, um, the next coaster I want to talk about um, is actually one of my top, I think maybe the number one, maybe number one or number two, but it's Max Force coming to Six Flags Great America. And this is the first air-launched coaster to come to the United States, actually North America, since the failure of the XLC at um, King's Dominion. And SNS has come a long way since then, more than a freaking century. And um, this this co- this coaster is supposed to be the fastest acceleration launch in North America, which goes zero to seventy eight miles an hour in two seconds. Like that is an awesome freaking launch. Like I love launch coasters. And then you go into these in, these inversions. I think it has the tallest um, double inversion in the world and then the tallest or no you hit a zero g roll going 60 miles an hour making it the fastest inversion oh these what do you guys think about this one because air launch coasters are freaking awesome like they the the power that sns has developed with their their towers they put into these coasters and air launch because of being air, the fact that they, it releases so fast, the compressor releases so fast that they can accelerate trains, these trains so fast. Like the one at, uh, the, I think, Fuji Q Highland in China, um, they have they have the successful SNS um, air powered coaster, and that they actually just renovated to do a loop instead of a top hat. But what do you guys think about this one? This one is this one looks wicked, huh? Yeah, man, it looks super wicked. But I do have one concern. What about downtime? Is it going to be like Intamin, like all their rides have downtime every single hour? Or if is it never going to go down? I wonder that too. Just because, what I mean, what happened with the XLC that in uh, King's Dominion and why they closed it, it was because of the downtime, because of the extensive downtime. Like, it, cra- it cracked supports, cracked, cra- cracked foundation. Like, it was just, it was a mess. So after, I think, two seasons, two or three seasons, they removed it. They're like, this is not worth it. And so, yeah, that's that's definitely something I would be concerned about. But, but at this point, most of their SNS's coasters are very reliable. Like, at least the ones I've ridden. I haven't ridden the big ones. Like, they have pretty... In China, they have a bunch of launched SNS coasters, which I, I've heard are pretty successful and pretty reliable. But I guess we're... I mean, we're only going to have to just wait and see and see the reports that come out of there. Or if we go and it's closed, obviously we know what's wrong. But, I mean, we all know rides have shitty opening weekends sometimes. Like, last last year, Steel Vengeance, like, I almost wasn't even able to ride Steel Vengeance because it collided with itself, barely. Like, it was just stupid stuff like that. But what about you, Deja? What do you think about it? Well, I, I really hope that it works out because that launch sounds amazing. Um, and I, I don't really know much about this particular kind of coaster in the downtime but all right so the next one i want to talk about though is kenny wood's steel curtain steel or uh theme to the Pit- pittsburgh steelers that roller coaster looks actually pretty awesome even though I don't, i'm not a steelers fan um what do you guys think about that one <laughs> nobody's here nobody is here steelers fans we're broncos fans here 
Heck yeah, Kyle. we need a Bronco-themed Kyle. Yeah, Kyle, we need a Bronco-themed coaster. Dude, He's holding up his Bud Light for you right now, by the way. <laughs> but we need a Bronco-themed coaster. That way Kyle could come back to Elitch's and he can just operate that one. He can just dress up in his Bronco uniform all day, all day, every day. But no, this coaster is... Um, this coaster has a, a wicked layout. Like it's, I, it's one of these, it's one of these coasters that, that is uh, definitely gonna set um, a mark at least for where it's at. It's coming in at 220 feet, the tallest roller coaster in Pennsylvania, and probably one of the tallest coasters in the Northeast, which is pretty awesome. And then you hit this crazy loop. You hit. You have one, two, three, four, five, six, six inverter, nine inversions on this one, and it includes the world's tallest inversion at 197 feet above ground, which is insane. And this is another SNS coaster that they're working on. Um, what do you guys think about them statuses? Like they have like a almost like my, what Mind Eraser has on the Cobra, the heart Cobra roll. It looks like a little heart. They have that. They have like a banana loop. Like this this coaster looks awesome. They need we need one here in Denver to replace Twister and just name it the Bronco or something. Oh. <laughs> or, or we could use it to replace Mind Eraser. Mind Eraser needs to be replaced. Everything needs to be replaced at Eliches. I think Eliches needs to RMC Twister. They need to build a Raptor instead of Mind Eraser. And then, I don't know. What do you think, Ben? <laughs> On that note, I think you guys should go watch the uh, or listen to the podcast we had last week about Elitch Gardens. Um, yeah, right. You'd love to listen to that. But uh, I really can't wait to go to... The only reason why I would go to Steelers... Uh, the Steelers part is just to ride this one, man. Steelers Super excited. This ride, I know, right? This ride looks pretty freaking awesome. But yeah, um, but one other thing I really want to talk about, and uh, Six Flags, they do this a lot, and it's it's one thing that they've done in the past, and it's opened clones, and they've opened clones everywhere. Like Six Flags over Texas, Six Flags Fiesta Texas, Six Flags Mexico, Six Flags uh, Great America, Six Flags Great Adventure, I think. They all have three 4D free fly coasters, and almost every Six Flags now has a Larson loop. Like, they, I think this year they're opening two of them. It is not a freaking roller coaster. Everybody thinks it's a roller coaster. Casey. Um, <laughs> It's if it's powered the entire time, no. If it is accelerated at most points, like half pipe is, it is a roller coaster. I don't know. Fight me on that one. But brain drain, those they, they consider them coasters. They call them, yeah, let's open we're opening our 30th coaster or our 12th coaster here. Um like they're all ran the same except for the ones that are like a hundred feet tall. And then they also have the giant discoveries, the flying disc. Clone. They have one at now Fiesta Texas and over Texas. Like there's not many differences on those parks. Like I think Six Flags kind of did did it a little too much, at least in the Texas parks. But like, like why would you go to Six Flags over Texas? 
and ride, oh, hey, there's a 4D flight coaster, and there's a Larson Looper ride here, and a RMC, you know, hybrid coaster, and then, oh, Six Flags Fiesta Texas over here has basically the same thing. They have two star flyers. I mean, I know one's bigger. They have the SNS towers. There's not much difference. Like, we've we've been to both parks. Like, what do you guys think about that? I mean, they have clones. There's the same exact clones in each park. Yeah, they have unique coasters and all, but it's starting to look like they did before. Whoever want to start? Well, uh, I mean, every coaster is different. The uh, 4D coaster at Over Texas was way different than the 4D coaster at... Uh, yeah, I... Six Flags Fiesta. I do agree on that. I've, I just, I think either it was just something else. It was just, a, it's a little bit different, which why it doesn't flip, because that one didn't flip very much. <laughs> the Batman and Fiesta Texas destroyed Deja's head because it was flipping so much. And her, <laughs> and her neck. Like, she almost died on that one. But I've only been on those two. I didn't even care to ride the Joker at Six Flags Great Adventure. At um, in New Jersey, and it just—I mean, it's an eh ride. It's fun. I enjoy it, but like, I don't know. What do you think, Deja? I mean, they could have added something to Fiesta Texas that Over Texas didn't have, and I feel like that would have been a better decision strategically because the parks are so close. As far as I'm aware, they are Six Flags' closest parks in proximity to each other, and therefore should have the most variety between the two of them. Exactly. And, you know, a good example of that is Six Flags Magic Mountain and Six Flags... um, Discovery Kingdom in California. Both of them are California parks, and they're they're roughly, I mean, four hours out of LA, but um, they're roughly pretty pretty close, at least mile mileage wise. And they, you know, they both are very different, unique parks. Like the Discovery Kingdom is an animal park, which I kind of actually see vanishing in the next few years. But um, they, you know, they have a height limit that they can't build over. And so they have to incorporate all their rides within this height limit. And they've even, um, their um, Intamin Impulse Coaster, they actually had to um, bend one of the sides horizontally and make it invert because it was too tall. (laughs) But, you know, yeah, if you didn't know that, Deja's over here looking with this crazy look. Yeah, they built, I think it was, I think their height limit's 175. 175 feet or 150 I don't know you have to check me on that one but um they advertised it as a 175 foot coaster but it was actually 200 feet and so yeah and so somehow they got away with it at opening but then someone said something and they measured it or something and they're like no you got to make that you got to make that within the height limit and so they one of the sides they had to shave it down a little bit and then one side they lowered it uh, vertically but um, horizontally, I mean, but they have Medusa, which is very unique. They also have a Larson Looper there, not very unique. I think they're also getting the 4D Fly Coaster this year, not very special. And you know, Magic Mountain now is starting to get those coasters or those rides because now, um, last season they built the Giant Discovery and they opened it as the the tallest at the time. Well, I think it was it was two. It stands a hundred feet tall, and that that looks pretty cool. I haven't been on it yet personally, but they're building the exact clone the exact height at Fiesta, Texas. And that may be the only differentiation between those two parks is, oh, this one's a little bit taller, but there's not, you know, there's not very much. 
Not very much. Oh, did you want to say anything else, Ben? No, all right. So um, what else I wanted to say is, you know, Six Flags did this before, and they did it with Elitches, which is um, two of our coasters are, like, you know, Denver's most beloved coasters is the Mind Eraser and the Boomerang. Um, the SLC is one of the, you know, not most common, but one of the most common roller coasters um, out there. A lot of Six Flags parks have them. A lot of former Six Flags parks have them. Like uh, Darien Lake, they're get they they have an SLC. They're actually falling under the uh, the Six Flags trademark clone right now because they have a Star Flyer, a Larson Looper, and <laughs> and they have an SLC, which is very common. And so. Um, I think they have a boomerang too. They either that or they used to, but you know, um, a lot of Six Flags parks has a boomerang, and then they opened them all within the 1990 between 1990 and 2001 period. I feel like that they loaded up all these parks with these coasters, and so they made them, you know, a Six Flags trademark park. But they, it doesn't make them very unique anymore. Like see, the Sea World Company is doing the same thing with their. Um, their parks. The SeaWorlds are getting the um, rock, Skyrocket coasters, and um, so are um, Bush Gardens parks. And so it's, it's, they're all following in the kind of the same cycle. But it's, it's, I don't know, it's something, it's something interesting. I'm interested to hear, you know, what other people think about that. But. Well, I think it is nice to be able to try. A lot of the new things at your local park but I think it's also important to keep a unique dynamic for each park so that it's like the same thing that we were saying with Kaleidoscape you know you want rewritability you want revisitability and if they can get the same thing in their hometown then they're probably not going to come to the park that they might have otherwise gone to. And, you know, that's what I do. I like getting a season pass, and I like going around to all the other Six Flags parks because I get them, get all, get all of them for free with the same pass. So, But if there's not very, very much variety, I don't know. The only thing that really keeps me going is the different RMC coasters because I do love RMC coasters, the single rail and the topper track and the all the other difference, you know, and I can't wait to see more of those coming out in the near future. And, you know, the last thing I actually wanted to talk about... Wait, I want to say something. Oh, go ahead, Ben. Go ahead, Benjamin. So, I uh, figured out what I was, what park I was talking about earlier. It's called La Ronda, the worst park La in Canada. Ru- yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly La what you're Rune. talking about. It's in Canada, and... It has an SLC, a boomerang. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's a... Uh, Six Flags. It's the same size, basically the same size as Elitch's. And if Elitch's stayed with Six Flags, uh, we'd be exactly like Laronda. Yeah, I've heard Laronda is like the shit of the shit park of Six Flags. <laughs> like, I don't know if Elitch's would be. I don't. I mean, I don't know. They probably would have closed us down if they were still Six Flags. But <laughs> it's definitely, you know, I don't know. Uh, I would not visit that park. I mean, if, if you know what, I might. I might just say, heck, because we're going to hit up Six Flags Darien Lake, newly rebranded back to Six Flags. Um, and we're going to hit up that park, and then we're going to hit up Canada's Wonderland. But uh, the last one I think I wanted to talk about is Bush Gardens Tampa. And it's not this year that they're getting it. They are getting a new ride this year, which is the Skyrocket Tigris. But next year, they're getting a new 
RMC conversion to the Guazi coaster. And that roller coaster looks wicked. Like, I almost wet my pants on how excited I was. Like, it literally tops Steel Vengeance. And Steel Vengeance is my favorite coaster right now. And that, like, it's, it, there's no specs, like, official specs out yet, at least that I know of. But there's a, there's a rough drawing. And, you know, it, there's a, that's a giant drop. Like, nine, I think it's beyond 90 degrees, like 91 or something. It's the fastest, tallest, and steepest wooden hybrid coaster in the world. And that roller coaster is going to do some crazy damage. But, you know, the reason why they're doing it is because Guazi suffered from something similar to some coaster that happened. But it rotted completely in the humidity of Florida. And so... Um, they it became insanely rough and then to the point that it um, just wasn't operatable and wasn't safe. So it's been sitting closed for a few seasons now. It's a giant eyesore, but they are next. I think they're they're starting construction now. They're they're heavily renovating this guy. Like I definitely cannot wait for this roller coaster because we we're all going down there. Y'all are gonna get a nice vlog from Tampa, Florida. We're gonna be on the beach. We're gonna be sipping sipping margaritas. And then we're gonna be going to we're gonna be going to a theme park. It's gonna be the life, man. That's that's my ideal vacation right there. <laughs> but yeah, what do you guys think about this ride? R RMC anything is just exciting, but oh man, I'm super excited. This sounds like the best ride in the world. That's it, all I got. It probably is gonna be the best ride in the world till some somewhere else tops it. But there's a they are building a giant RMC coaster in China, I think. And I'm interested to see that one this year. And then they have on the I think Wallaby Holland. I, I don't remember how to say it. But they're building an RMC coaster this year too, and that one looks pretty exciting. But I don't know much about that one. But what about you, Deja? I think it is definitely exciting. There are people who have said that it will be even more intense than Steel Vengeance, and I don't know how that will even pan out, but I'm excited to see. I am so lit for this coaster, man. <laughs> but you know wow. what? But you know what, guys? I don't know. I Any RMC conversion, it's just exciting to me because it's bringing old to new. Like that's a, that's desperately what Twister Two needs. Like it is an old coaster. It's screaming for help. It sc literally screeches when it goes down the track. Like it's literally screaming for help to be put down. Like a a a cow that is just broken in the pasture. Like <laughs> it's black and white. <laughs> but no, it's it's a coaster that, you know, it had its time, you know, its prime was probably in the nineties before it was even rebuilt. Like, I don't know. It's it's time for a new Twister. Twister three. Like I said before. But I guess we won't get that till Elich is number three. But that's all the time we have today, guys, on our podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed our rambling and shit-talking and I don't know, what the heck. But um, stay tuned next week, guys. We'll probably be on a different release schedule of off of every Sunday. But, um, yeah, thank you, Ben and Deja, for joining us and Brett, wherever the heck he went. But thank you, guys. Um, make sure you guys like our page. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, even though nothing's on it. And on our Anchor 
podcast, on Google podcast, on Apple podcast, whatever the heck you listen to, make sure you subscribe because it helps us out to know that you guys are listening and all that good shit. Well, thanks guys. Have a good night. Welcome. Have a good night.